Amen, indeed. Good morning, everybody. How are you feeling? You doing all right? All right, I'm doing okay. I love that front row optimism. Here we go. So happy you decided to join us for worship. If you don't know me, I was on the video, as always, and I was doing that thing too. But my name is David. I'm one of your pastors here. So thrilled to be sharing from the scriptures today. Hey, one quick thing I neglected in our financial update is today, the first Sunday of the month, we take our benevolent offering as well. Um, the benevolent offering is one that meets the tangible needs of our community. It's an above and beyond giving. And so if that's you and you need from our benevolent fund, let us know if it's you and you wanna give to help support the practical needs of those in our community. You can do so as well by visiting any of our offering boxes. Drop it in there with a little note saying benevolent. You can also give online, the website forward slash give. There's a little drop down menu that says benevolent and we'd love to be able to focus that giving towards those in need in this, in this season and in our community. Sound good? Amen? Amen. All right, well today as we, as we begin, it's, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, amen? It feels good in here, doesn't it? It's absolutely beautiful. And, um, and so today as we begin our Advent series that will carry us to Christmas, I, I wanna call the series The Gift of Jesus. The Gift of Jesus, and in this series we're gonna be taking a closer look at the gifts that the wise men brought to Jesus and what they really meant. The gifts of what? Gold? Okay, this is good, you know. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh that were brought to the stable, but not just for the manger. Instead, these gifts, they projected a future promise for all who believe and a future promise for what these wise men believe to be true about Jesus. They were gifts given that gave far beyond that first Christmas. Now, what do I mean by this? Well, let, let me tell you. Have you ever been given a gift in a moment that might mean one thing, but the intention behind it actually brings so much more depth and meaning to it? For example, when, uh, when Rebecca and I had first started dating, it was like November of 2010, November 2010, October 2010, October 2010, fall of 20, I should just be safe and say fall 2010. So um, we had just started dating and, um, <laughs> and it was November then eventually, 2010, we had been dating about a month when I, uh, I went and I called up my folks and I said, we gotta talk. Mom, dad, we gotta talk. And I remember stopping by their condo, they lived in Minneapolis, just outside the city where we were in the, in the suburb of Plymouth, Minnesota, um, snow on the ground. And I met them up and I was like, guys, mom and dad, I know this might seem fast, but I wanna marry Rebecca. A month in, okay? I was like, I wanna marry Rebecca. I wanna marry her, so I need to get a ring but I'd really like for her ring, for her engagement ring, to include some legacy diamonds from mom. If you don't know what that is, it's, it's basically saying, I want our future to have a connection to our past. I want our, our future to have a connection to the past. And so we dug around and we found a diamond that my dad had given my mom for the 25th wedding anniversary. And I took it and I had it set in a new engagement ring. Now fast forward a couple weeks, mid-December, 
2010, I went and picked up the ring, and for the next two months, it burned a hole in my metaphorical pocket. As every single day I looked at it, I picked it up, I held it, and I wanted to give it to her every single day. I wanted to give to her every single day this gift. But what was the gift? It was, it was a ring. It was just a little bit of gold, right? And a shiny stone. That's all it actually was. Just a little bit of gold and a shiny stone. But what did it mean? It meant so much more. And this is what it meant. I actually have a little video of this moment. Check this out. Manny, you got it? So I wasn't totally honest with you earlier. Your dad said, okay. What? He said it was cool. <laughs> what? Marry me. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> what? I love you so much. <laughs> and I never want to be without you. I know, I know. I think the applause should be for her for saying yes, all right? But. But listen, when I gave Rebecca that ring, it wasn't because she needed more jewelry. It's not because she needed to decorate her fingers or to impress her. It wasn't to buy her affection or to keep up with societal expectations and pressures. No, when I gave Rebecca that gift, I was projecting a future promise. I was projecting a future to her for how I saw her what I believed to be possible with her for me, that she wasn't just a friend with a ring, but she was my wife, the woman I wanted to live every, oh gosh, I'm such a softie, the woman I wanted to live every single moment with, the woman I wanted to have kids with, no more kids, <laughs> kids plural with, and the woman I wanted to serve God with, the woman I wanted to grow old with slowly and make memories more than any other person alive. That's what this ring, this gift meant. It wasn't just gold and a shiny little stone. It was a commitment. It was a promise, a statement of faith for our future. It was a gift that keeps on giving. Which, friends, is exactly what we see present here in the nativity. It's exactly what we see present when, when these wise men brought gifts to the baby Jesus. When they brought it, it wasn't just gold, frankincense, and myrrh. No, they were gifts of faith, gifts of love and peace that would echo far beyond the moment in the manger and into eternity. And we have the story here in Matthew chapter 2. I'd like to read it for you. It's a bit of Bible, but it'll catch you up on, on this story. It starts with this. From Matthew 2, it says, Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About the time some wise men from the eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem, asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. 
King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law and said, where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem, in Judea, they said, for this is what the prophet wrote. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among ruling cities of Judah, for a ruler, Jesus, would come from you who will be the shepherd for my people, Israel. Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men. Makes sense. And he learned from them the time when the star first appeared. And then he told him, go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child. And when you find him, come back and tell me so I can worship him too. Sounds a little shady, right? We know hindsight what happens next. Sounds a little shady, Herod. Well, after this interview, the wise men went their way. And the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. Then, this is it right here. Then they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So, so Jesus is born. We know the story. Joseph and Mary, they make their way to Bethlehem, which was his ancestral home, meaning that's where his family came from. And there was no room for them, which was kind of interesting because this is where his family would have had roots. There was no room for them. Folks in Bethlehem would have known Joseph, but for some reason, maybe it was the fact that he was with Mary who had gotten pregnant before they were married. But there was no room for them. There was no space created for them to stay. And so they found a place to park in a stable in the basement of a barn, cast out from society and unwelcomed by family. And it's here, friends, this is so amazing. It's here in this place to these parents in this circumstance that God the only God of creation, the God who poured oceans and formed mountains. It's here in this moment that God decided to make his way into the world, not as a conquering emperor or a celebrity influencer, but instead God arrived in scandal as a fragile, messy, hungry, delicate baby the infinite infant God, fulfilling all that God spoke in the prophets. Absolutely amazing, right? Well, here we go. Around this time, Matthew 2, the story, the gifts. It says some wise men from the east. And these wise men were typically understood to be about three big ones, okay, because they had three gifts, but we really don't know. But the wise men, they arrived in Jerusalem, and these wise men would have been wealthy magi, Magi with a large entourage in tow carrying all their stuff. They saw a star and they knew that it meant the Messiah had born. How they knew, we don't know. But they knew the Messiah had born, so they followed it all the way to Israel to honor and to welcome this promised born king of the Jews. Where Herod was born to be king, Jesus was born king. Big difference. And you wonder why Herod was a little anxious. 
because Herod was born to be a ruler when Jesus was born ruler, born king. So it says they arrived after this interview. In Matthew 2, verse 11, it says they entered the house and saw Jesus with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. They opened their treasure chests. All the things that the entourage had brought along with them, they opened their chests and they presented to him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And listen, there are so many amazing details to the story, so many layers to go over, but, but really for this series, I want to focus on the gifts. The gifts that I know we all knew because we said it before. I mean, there's even a song about it. We three kings of Orient are bearing gifts. We traverse so far. There you go. We know about the gifts. We've heard about the gold, the frankincense, and the myrrh, but just like the engagement ring, what I want to focus on during Advent is not just what the gifts were, but what the gifts represented. And today we're going to be starting just talking about frankincense. Frankincense, the gift of faith. And I don't know about you, but I, you know, I'm, I'm 40 this year. I've received quite a pre few presents in my life, but I can tell you with absolute certainty that I've never received the gift of frankincense. Now, I was speaking to Melanie, our keyboard player earlier, and she said that she has frankincense essential oils. Cool, that sounds good. For me, I have yet to receive the gift of frankincense. Is anyone else? No, okay, I get it. We know about it, vaguely. We've heard about it. But if you're anything like me, we don't really know it. So why did these rich magi travel halfway across the known world when they could have brought any number of gifts? Why did they choose to bring frankincense? That's what we're talking about. Well, let's start with what it is, and then we'll talk about what it means. Frankincense, if you didn't know, is a gum, <laughs> I know, or a resin, a sap, that comes from a tree and it's most commonly used in the ancient world for making perfumes or incense. And it was crazy expensive because it took a long time for the tree to like secrete this gum, this resin. And it was only found in Northern Africa and throughout the Middle East. And so it took months for the tree to produce enough, which made it very rare, really hard to get and very expensive. Big deal though, right? There's a lot of expensive things in the world. Why would they bring frankincense? Well, here's where it gets so amazing. Earlier in the story of God in our scriptures, before Jesus, it's called the Old Testament. And earlier in the story of Israel in the Old Testament, when God was establishing his house rules for the tabernacle, for the temple in which he would occupy, in the Old Testament before Jesus, the only way that God could be communed with was in the tabernacle. And, and so when he was establishing the house rules for his home, we see this in Exodus chapter 30. It says that the Lord said to Moses, it'll be on the screen, it says that the Lord said to Moses, gather fragrant spices and mix these fragrant spices with pure, what does it say? Whoa! I know you're ready for this. This is going to be so good frankincense weighed out in equal amounts using the usual techniques of the incense maker blend the spices together and sprinkle them with salt to produce a pure and holy incense grind some of the mixture into a fine powder and put it where in the front of the ark of the covenant where i will meet you where i will meet you in the tabernacle 
You must treat this incense as most holy. Never use this formula to make this incense for yourselves. It is reserved for the Lord. It is reserved for God, and you must treat it as holy. So God, Father, in the tabernacle, setting the mood for his presence, he instructs Moses to grab this refined tree resin and called frankincense and use it as the foundation of his scent, as his incense. And this formula with the base being frankincense is only meant to be used in God's presence. Only in God's presence. Fascinating. You don't get to use this incense to lighten up the house a little bit or in the bathroom to cover something. You know what I'm talking about. No, the only time, friends, the only time you bring out this mixture of frankincense is in God's presence. It's in the tabernacle, remember that. And that's exactly what these magi were intending. They brought a gift that certainly had value. It was rare, it was hard to get, it was expensive. They had value, but this gift of faith also projected a future that they believed to be true. That just like in the physical tabernacle of the Old Testament where God chose to dwell before, the Magi believed his divine presence had once again graced the world. But this time, arriving not as the unapproachable glory of the Father confined to an ark, this time instead as the promised infant Messiah available for anyone willing to look in a stable. This was the gift the Magi brought, and it was reflected with what they believed. They believed, like we heard earlier from Pastor Jeff, from John 1, our opening scripture, that the Word became flesh. The Word became a human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness, and we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. This is what they brought, the belief that God became a human being and made his home among us. So they brought a gift that revealed their faith, the gift of faith. Now, if that connection isn't wild enough, one more amazing detail. In the book of John, chapter 1, we see this detail from, uh, from the word home. So we just read, uh, the word became human and made his home among us. Another translation says, the word became flesh, right? And this word for home, in the original language, it actually translates to the word tabernacle. It translates to the word tabernacle, God's presence. The word became flesh and made his tabernacle among us. God's presence left the physical temple, defined by a tent, contained by an ark, and took, took his show on the road, friends. Took his show on the road. John 1 says, now God tabernacles among us. And so the wise men, they followed the star, believing in faith that this was it that God had returned to earth, and so they brought a gift to represent their faith. Amazing. The only gift possible, frankincense, to create the aroma fitting the tabernacle. The gift of frankincense for the gift of Jesus. 
And, you know, I, I think what stands out to me again the most about this story, and while there's so many amazing threads we could pull to connect what we read and what we know, the story, I think what stands out to me the most is that these folks, the Magi, they were not Jews. These people were not God's people. They did not have a Bible or thousands of years of Judeo-Christian religious tradition. Nah, they were from the East, most likely Babylon, whose wisdom as wise men did not mean what we think of when we hear wise today. In the scriptures, this word wise actually is implied that these men were experts in astrology. Astrology, these men studied the stars to interpret the future. They dreamed, they looked to the heavens to help make sense of the world. They were what many Christians today would call fortune tellers, mystics, psychics. And, and yet it's to them as they looked up that God met in the stars. These pagan spiritualists that saw and had faith in the divinity of Christ. Listen, it was not the folks that should have known. It wasn't the family that should have cared. No, it was the people unwelcome to meet God in the tabernacle that brought the tabernacle to God. They brought the tabernacle to God so he might feel at home. Isn't that amazing? The people unwelcome in the Old Testament tabernacle to meet God in Exodus 30. They brought the incense of the tabernacle to the stable the place that Mary and Joseph had to stay because they were unwelcome by their family. And they brought it because they believed that the word had become flesh and made his home among us. So they gave the gift of frankincense, their gift of faith. Faith, which if you think about it, man, that's really what Advent, the arrival of Jesus is all about anyway, right? It's just faith. It's the gift that just keeps on giving, where it might mean one thing in a moment, but then goes on to project a whole new future of opportunity and possibility for those who believe. Like we heard in 1 John when Brooke read in 1 John chapter 5, it says, everyone who believes that has faith that Jesus is the Christ has become a child of God. And everyone who loves the Father loves his children too. And we know we love God's children if we love God and obey his commandments. Loving God means keeping his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome for every child of God defeats this evil world and we can achieve this victory through our faith. And who can win the battle against the world? Only those who believe that Jesus is the son of God. It's through faith. It's through the gift of faith that everything changes because it's through the gift of faith that we become children of God. All made possible because God chose to become a human and tabernacle among us. This is Christmas. This is Christmas. Still, I would say, if you're anything like me, man, in my own heart, in my own life, it can be so easy to, to see a gift from a limited perspective. It can be so easy to see a gift for what it is for a moment, but not, not really what it could be and what it will be moving forward. It can be so easy to see an engagement ring as just some jewelry, a little bit of gold and a shiny stone. 
It can be so easy to see frankincense as a valuable commodity and not a declaration of divinity. It can be so easy to see our faith as, as our eternal security for today, but not see our faith as adoption into God's family forever. It can be so easy to miss the forest for the trees. So how can we begin to see faith? How can we begin to see this gift of faith for what it truly is, a promised commitment from here to heaven? Well, I want to keep this brief. We just have one point. If you want your faith to grow beyond a guarantee and into a family that God calls home, it's just one step. If you're taking notes, write this down. You must keep his commandments. If you want your faith to grow beyond a guarantee, you must keep his commandments. Scripture say, says our faith becomes family when we love God, when we acknowledge Jesus divine and do what he said. First John 5, loving God means keeping his commandments. But I just want to know, there, there's some good news here for anyone that's feeling a little claustrophobic, like the walls are closing and then, like, don't tell me what to do. I, I want my faith, but I want to do what I want. Here's some good news. Verse 3 of 1 John 5, it says, His commandments are not burdensome. Faith to family requires doing what Jesus says, following his house rules, but his commandments, they are not burdensome. And this is it from the source. Jesus says it this way in Matthew 11, verse 28. It's on the screen. He says, come to me. All who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And when Jesus says, take my yoke upon you, what that means is follow my ways. Follow my instructions, my commandments. Learn from me. Jesus says, my way is peace. And the burden is light. Just come to me. Just come to me. Meet me in the stable. Find me in the stars, whatever it takes. Just get here. Bring your faith. Jesus says, I'll take care of the rest. Just bring your faith. I'll take care of the rest. I'll show you how to follow me. I'll teach you how to honor me. I will lead you in ways of righteousness to grow your faith as I make my home among you. Just get here. Just get here. Meet me in a moment, and I will lead you to the future. Just get here. And this, friends, this is why Christmas and Advent are so important. It's not about the traditions. It's not about the cute stories. It's not about the nativity scene that's sitting above your fireplace. It's not the Hallmark movies, and you know I love them. It's not the presents. Or the cookies, I love the cookies too. I love snickerdoodles in case anyone's interested. Um, it's not about the carols or the candlelight. Christmas matters. If you haven't listened to one thing, I know you've been listening, but if you, if you just one thing to take away today. Christmas matters because God gave the world a gift. God gave the world a gift, the gift of himself, the gift of Jesus, and God wants nothing more from you than to just open it.
hope in the gift. God wants nothing more than for the entire world walking in darkness to see his great light for you and for me and all of humanity, to find home in the family of God through this gift of faith. And all you gotta do, friends, all you gotta do is get to Jesus. Like the Magi traveling across the known world, all you gotta do is get there. Be willing to meet him in a stable, to make room in your life and to prepare a place in your heart for God to call home. It's not complicated. This is not complicated. It's not exclusive. You don't have to come from a certain family. You don't have to have a perfect background. You don't have to have like 10 stars on your attendance sheet before you come to Jesus. All it takes is faith. All it takes is believing and obeying. That's what faith is. It's belief mixed with obedience. All it takes is faith that Jesus is the promised Messiah, the Son of God, and the Word that became flesh. All it takes is belief and obedience. This is the gift of faith. So as we enter this season of Advent, let us be a church that makes room. Let us be a church that welcomes his presence. Let us be a church that believes in faith that Jesus is the Christ and obeys his way as we follow him together. And let us be a church that sees the gift, oh, the gift, not for what it is, but what, but what it means for tomorrow. That the gift of faith keeps giving from here until heaven. Amen? Man, what a gift it is to be his people. Amen? Mm. Well, as we wrap up today, um, the band, if you wanna, I think it's just Rebecca and Tracy are going to come on up, yeah? They're going to come up and just lead us in a closing song of reflection and response, a bit of a medley. And, and as we do, my, my prayer for you is that you would just do exactly that, that you would just make room that you would welcome his presence, that you would get to Jesus even in this moment, that you'd come before him and you'd welcome him and you would bring the gift of your faith, the gift of your faith that you believe he truly is the son of God, the Messiah, the promised one. So in this song, as we, as we sing, this is our opportunity to bring our gift before God. As we sing this song, we bring our gift of faith before God. You can stand, you can sit, you can kneel, you can put your hands out, you can put your hands up. So many ways that we can engage in this moment. But let us be a church that brings our faith before God today. And I know that some of you, for some of you, you're, you're still kind of on the fence with this faith stuff. You're like, man, I, I just don't know. Like, I don't know how to cross this line. Well, let me just tell you, the Magi were not Christians. They had no background in this faith, and yet they still came to Jesus. They still came to Jesus and they brought their gift. They brought their belief before him. So it doesn't matter where you're coming from. I mean, I care, but it doesn't matter where you've been. It matters where you're going and what you bring. So let us take this time as we sing to bring our gifts of faith before God. I want to pray for you and then we're going to sing. We can, and then we'll, you'll be dismissed in just a minute, but let's, let's pray and then we will sing. 
Our Father in heaven, we believe that you're real, that you're good, that you love us, and you lead to peace. God, let us bring our frankincense before you today. Let us bring our belief in your divine nature today. God, let us be your people that come and, and bow before you and bring our faith, saying, God, we trust you. We believe in you. We, we surrender to you again, God. We're so grateful that you welcome us into your family. And in this song, God, let this faith turn into belief and obedience. God, that we would leave here today, that we would obey you more, that we would follow you more wherever you go as we hear you say, come all who are weary, all who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. As we take this yoke upon us, God, let us be a people that receive and that we would give this gift of faith back. So Jesus, we love you and we believe that you are the Christ. We believe that you are tabernacling among us, God, that you have made your home here in us. So we ask even now that you would continue to lead us. Lead us as we go. And it's in your name that we pray. And we all say, amen, amen.